Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. In October 2019, Arlington, Texas was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history. The 100,000 square foot museum will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady, and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004, as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Fit Nation. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Misfit Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Misfit Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfit Nation. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, 
alone or starting to see the darkness. Stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. We are live from Fayetteville, North Carolina this week. I know it seems like we're on the road a lot. We're in different locations nearly every week lately. But I promise you this will be the last week for a little while. We're on the road. We'll be back in beautiful Clarks, Vegas, Tennessee, uh, starting next week. Our next guest is a U.S. Army veteran. Former infantryman, intelligence professional, and licensed attorney who has conducted intelligence and security operations around the world. He has trained units from the Department of Defense, Department of Justice, Fortune 500 companies, and police officers from over 60 departments from around the country. He is a contributor to the Counter Terrorist Magazine and the host of the Pearl Snap Tactical Podcast. So without further ado, let's welcome Mark Bower to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me on. Man, like we talked about in the green room earlier, this is a, another one that took a, about a year to get together through yeah. uh, email, lost emails, and both of us are having a pretty busy work-life balance. Uh, yeah. You have two works, uh, to, and then your life after work. So yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you for being patient, and, of course, thank you for everything you, you have done and still do for our country. Yeah, man, likewise, likewise. I appreciate you. Uh, Mark, I gave a little bit about you here, basically a two-sentence blurb about what <laughs> who Mark is, if you want to give us a little more as far back as you want to go to how we got to where we are, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Well, um, I had a pretty, I guess, you know, everyone has a unique journey, and uh, mine uh, seems to me at least unorthodox. I mean, I joined when I was 19. I went into the Army on active duty, and uh, I just one of those kids. I never I never had finished anything. I never really was worth much as a kid in terms of accomplishments or stick to itness or anything really. And so, uh, but and so a lot of people had their doubts when I went into the Army. But there were a lot of good things. Uh, you know, the military service, as you know, it's got its highs and lows, and there's definitely things about it that I wish you know that we could all do without. But on the whole, it was a good hitch for me. It did a lot of really good things for me uh, personally, just in terms of discipline, stick to itiveness, pride, and self achievement and accomplishment, and really creating within me a desire to just want to push harder, push further, and just see what I was capable of. And but I did, uh, you know, I thought that was going to be my career on the active duty side, but I did get some injuries, uh, kind of got in a tailspin, didn't really have my head screwed on straight. So I ended up taking about a 20 year break in service. So I went and finished college, went on to become, uh, went on to law school, and I was a deputy district attorney for about six years uh, here in, Ar- in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I did that. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. But I just felt like I had some more gas in the tank. I mean, I really always was a soldier first. And I had 
all through those years wanted to get back into the military. And then finally my window to go back onto active duty basically, you know, uh, evaporated at some point. And, uh, you know, you start having family, you know, other, other things or other considerations get in the way or, or come up, I, I shouldn't say get in the way, but that cause you to, you know, take other roads, other paths. So anyway, back in 2018, I was able to kind of rehab, have those injuries. And so I went into on the national guard side. So I stayed infantry. So I'm like one of the oldest dudes uh, in the national guard, probably as a, especially as an E6, I'm probably the oldest E6 in the, in the national guard, but uh, I'm still, I'm still running and gunning. Uh, I like it. I just finished a temporary active duty uh, stint as an infantry instructor. So we have a, so the army, your listeners may or may not be interested in this, so I'll make it brief, but the, the army as a whole has kind of gone to a one schoolhouse system, meaning there was a time where I think the active duty guys kind of went to classes with active duty and national guard guys had their own kind of classes. But I think after the GWAT, they wanted to kind of integrate the training together more and streamline more to make sure that private, Joe, who's in the reserves, is getting relatively the same type of training as Private Smith in active duty. And the one way to make sure that is just combine it all. And so we are a regional schoolhouse. And so we handle anybody wanting to reclass into the 11 Bravo, which is the infantryman, or the 11 Charlie series, which would be the mortarman. Anyone who wants to reclass their MOS. Uh, so MOS being your method of specialty. So if you have a job where you were a cook or you were uh, an armor guy or Intel guy or whatever your MOS was, and you decide you, you made a mistake and you want to be a, a infantry guy, a that, then if you want to reclass, we are one of the schoolhouses where you can do that. Then we also run the advanced leaders course, which was a, uh, professional military education course, which is required for when you go from E5, which is sergeant to E6 staff sergeant. So we run those. There's some other courses and stuff we do. We have a sniper school there, but I'm not, I'm not affiliated with that, but it is in part of our, part of the battalion I'm in. So, so that's kind of what I'm doing there. Uh, military side, love it. Absolutely love it. It's really an honor that I can still do that at, at my age and still contribute. And, you know, to date now I've also, I've already had really a high honor of training dudes who have come in, become L uh, 11 Bravo certified and have deployed that are doing uh, real, real world missions and operations right now as we speak. So that's, it's pretty humbling, pretty sobering when you, when you think about, what you're doing that and and really making sure that I want to be the very best I can be because these guys are going to take that knowledge and, and, you know, potentially use it to save their lives or somebody else's life and to accomplish that mission. So that's on the military side. So around 2013, when I was sitting, you know, kicking rocks in my office as a attorney, I decided Man, there's just something more I wanted to do. Always kind of wanted to have a business. Uh, and really what, what brought it to a head was being a prosecutor, right? Uh, I didn't get involved until somebody had gotten killed. Someone gets robbed. Someone, you know, it's always after the fact. And I would have victims of crimes that would be in my office. And maybe they are got a guy who they're afraid of or 
hey, my daughter's boyfriend is stalking her and, you know, we've got a protection <laughs> out on him, but we're scared he's going to do something. What can I do? What can I do? And then, I really didn't have an answer for that. I mean, a, a, as a prosecutor, you know, as a as a representative of the state, I didn't really have a lot of good information. And so kind of thought about, well, you know, my background and what I really love to do, kind of the running and gunning and, and kind of transmitting that knowledge to people to make them more self-reliant, to kind of get ahead of the, so they, they wouldn't become a victim. And so I started my, my business, my company, which is a security training and consulting company. And I, been pretty fortunate to do the things kind of that you read about in the bio, which has been a really um, pretty exciting ride. You know, uh, ownership of, of a business has its highs and lows there too. So there's some days you just, you just want to go swing a hammer instead of, or swing a hammer at something instead of doing what you're doing. But I will say the one thing that keeps me at it, it's just the relationships I've made along the way. I mean, a lot of folks that come to our classes, they're repeat customers. We travel around to different states. And I mean, these, some of these people really have become like my family. And so it would be hard to give that up because then that would mean you don't get to see your family anymore every year when you when you hit those places. So that's kind of that's kind of it in a nutshell where, where I've been and where, I, where I've gone to. So I would just uh, recommend to anybody who if they're if they have if they feel like they're, they have an inclination to do that, don't you do it you know i mean don't let the fact that maybe there's something that you wish you would have done um in terms of your military service or if you didn't do military service i mean you have if you have the skill right and you can replicate that and your students then that's that's what's important if you can get people results so i i'd say go for it but it's it's a uh, it's a wild ride. I will say that. Though. So you got to get your mind right if you're going to do it, but you can do it. It definitely is a wild ride once you uh, start working for yourself instead of yeah. working for someone else. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you said a lot of good things there. I don't, I don't think you're the oldest National Guard guy by, by a long time. <laughs> me and uh, Jake, who's a, one of the listeners right now, uh, we traveled the country training soldiers and we've seen, seen some elderly statesmen out there. So. <laughs> yeah, there are. There's a few guys out there, man, that uh, they'll. Yeah. And since they don't, a lot of them don't want to move from that original guard, uh, uh battle assembly area. Yeah. They don't move up in rank because they're afraid they'll have to leave the unit. So they're yeah. in their fifties as a sergeant E5. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you might have them beat, but um. <laughs> that is true. I mean, at least in my state, they're kind of, I, I remember when I got was in, uh, you know, long, long time ago before I had my big break in service, there definitely were some of those, some of those guys who stayed, E4 for 15, 20 years or E5s, but at least in my state, I don't know about the other ones, but they're trying, they, they're kind of fixing it. So you can't do that. You have a certain amount of time you need to promote. Um, I don't know what exactly the rules are, but I, I think they are trying to weed that out because, you know, it is what it is. You know, the, you, you kind of got to move up or get out at some point. I mean, you don't need a uh, 60 year old E4s. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we just don't. So. Jake just chimed in, said he met a 45 year old specialist just last week. So. Oh, man. Well, all right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's hope for me. So. Yeah, so you're not at the top of the list yet. All right. So, being an attorney, did you ever think about going back into the Army as an attorney instead of going back as a as a grunt? Yeah, I mean, I, I literally get asked that question all the time. Uh, I still get questioned 
at, from dudes in my unit. They're like, what are you doing here, man? Sometimes, <laughs> especially when something real is really sucking wind. But yeah, I have thought about it. I mean, I think in some ways, my uh, first of all, you'd make a lot more money. Uh, second, I think in some terms, life would be a little easier uh, for sure. But the fact is, it's like I said, I mean, I, I want to, as long as I have gas in the tank, man, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to keep running and gunning. And I think at some point, if I, when I can't do that anymore, if I have the opportunity where I could serve in a JAG position, then maybe I'll, I'll avail myself of that. But for right now, I'm just going to run it into the ground until she can't go anymore. So <laughs> until they tell me to quit or my body quits on me, one or the other. That's probably what's going to happen first. The body's going to say, Hey man, uh, let's, yeah. let's throw this flag up and, uh, go do something a little easier on my joints for a little yeah. bit. And then you go back to that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you had the wild idea for the training and tactical business, was there any people that said, Hey, don't do it. Or everyone would just say, Hey, Mark, you got this. This is what you should do. This is your wheelhouse. Do it. No, you know, I was very naive when it is probably a good thing. I was very naive about that whole culture uh, at the time. You know, if you think back to like 2013, I mean, YouTube was probably just kind of really coming into its, its own. And I really hadn't watched a lot of YouTube and same thing with like Instagram was kind of coming online. And I mean, before the longest time, you know, Facebook was kind of the only game in town. So as far as like the social media and the personalities that are out there, they, they were there, but not like it is now, you know what I mean? So I really didn't know a lot about that community. I just knew, look, I had an Intel background. I had a, you know, a, the infantry side of it and I wanted to and then all my experience with like law enforcement and stuff like that and I just wanted to kind of combine and try to help people better protect themselves so I didn't really know about all of the theatrics and the drama that goes on in the 2A and the shooter community I just really wasn't aware of it and I you know I just I just started doing it and I really didn't know any better. <laughs> so I've learned some things. I've learned some things the hard way, uh, for sure. But I think maybe in some respects, uh, it was probably best that I didn't know really the lay of the land, uh, because maybe I would have gotten intimidated or maybe I would have been like, oh, man, everybody and their mom's running a, a shooting company. You know, why should I do this? But no, I think that there's room for everybody, man. There are, especially if you look, I forgot what it was with the COVID statistics, but some like 10 million new gun owners or something like that. I can't remember what it, and that's, that's just the new ones. That's not even talking about the existing ones. Man, there's not enough, and those people aren't all getting trained like they should be. So, you know, I don't think there's enough gun instructors, qualified gun instructors out there. So I think there's room for everybody. And if, if you think that, you know, there's not a spot for you, you know, as long as you are good, if your stuff's locked down tight, you know what you're doing there, there's room for everybody. Exactly. And I, th I like what you put up right there. So many people bought guns during that, that fear moment from uh, that to that late 2019 through about 2022. Mm -hmm. So many people became new gun owners, but yeah. many of those new gun owners just know that they have a gun and they have a magazine that have, has roused it.
right. Those are the same people that when they pull their weapon out, they're gonna shoot themselves in the leg or, yeah. or shoot their hand as they're trying to load it. Right. And and then we'll see that YouTube video. We yeah. see yes. the, the, exactly. We'll see the video that's saying, Hey, you should get trained. You'll see the laughing video of this guy yep. pulling out a weapon and shoot himself. Oh yeah. And that and that's where guys like you need to come in and help them out. I, yeah. I think that's I mean like you said, there might be a lot of people in the pool, but you gotta be good at what you do to make sure you can keep swimming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the Bible, it says you train uh, Fortune 500. So you go in there and just teach them uh, security for their businesses, or do you teach them weapons as well? Um, it, it could be. It's whatever they want. Um, uh, I think most of the stuff with, like, the business end, so I kind of lump – I've got three buckets, I guess, if you will, as far as the way I – I disseminate our training program. So we've got the law enforcement component where most of that will be like counterterrorism, which we don't do as much of that as we did back in the day when all the lone wolf stuff was like always in the news. I mean, that stuff is still there. People think it's yeah. gone away. It, I, I can assure you it has not, but it's, that's not where the focus is. So we don't do as much of that, uh, but it, it is something that we do there a lot of counter ambush kind of stuff. And then we do do some investigative interrogation stuff because I've got a background with that too. So that's kind of the law enforcement component. And then on the civilian side, it is uh, all of your tactical firearms, your combatives, your uh, weaponry, weapons tactics, all of that kind of stuff. And then on the consulting side would be the company and a lot of churches. So I, uh, I'd probably do more churches than I do businesses, but I've done with businesses wow. like you know, for, there's been a, some Fortune 500 companies or or other businesses that we've worked with. So that will be anything from an on-site uh, audit of their their existing security protocols and program uh, just to evaluate it and then begin to design a program for them if they don't have so one. Or so that training their their security personnel whether it's situational awareness going through active shooter uh, drills whatever that two firearms if they have an arm team i mean there's a lot of them don't some of them do so it really just depends on what the client wants to do uh, what's the coolest department you've been able to go and work with well you know the coolest uh, gig i've ever done as a uh, running the business was at Fort Bragg where you're at right now. Uh, I did a, a thing for some JTAC guys, did some okay. pistol work with them. That was really cool. Really enjoyed that. As far as like training, like, you know, I like to do some training stuff. I mean, I try to stay current and, and I'll try to get away to do some training. One of the coolest training adventures I had is I went to Israel. And so I trained in the West bank at uh, caliber nice. three which uh, was a lot of fun, man. I spent about a week there. Week to, yeah, I was there a week, not counting the travel. So that was a, that was a hoot. That, that's probably a lot of fun to go over there and train with yeah. a, a group that uh, gets to really get engaged a lot and uh, yeah. use their tactics a lot. Yeah, it was a really, it's really eye opener, man. It was really, really wonderful people, man. Really all, beautiful people there. Beautiful country. I, I'm trying to go back again. I've, I still keep in contact with some of those guys and um, the, the guy that runs it, it's a caliber three is the name of the Academy, but it's run by a Colonel and the IDF and Sher Sharon got is his name. And anyway, if anybody's going out there, uh, you can, you can apply and go. And it's, it's a, it's an adventure, man. It's a lot of fun. And I'm sure you did a lot of good camaraderie too comes out of it. 
like you me you're probably friends with the colonel still and yeah, a lot of the people that you trained with yeah yeah i still keep in touch with them uh and so it's cool yeah and jake just chimed in that would be badass to train with the israelis so yeah it is man it is <laughs> it is there's a lot of cool dudes out there that's a badass to train with or a lot of uh there's companies out there and you just got to look it up, do some digging, but yeah, it's, it's out there if you want it. So we talked about your business, talked about your service. You also have a podcast. So what made you start your podcast and when you start, when did you start it? Well, we started it. Okay. So Pearl snap tactical is the name of the podcast. So it's me and my business partner, Alex, we uh, run that. So he's got a really uh, great, interesting resume. So he spent five years in, 75th ranger regiment did a lot did tons of stuff and then he got out and he did he went into the guard for a few years and uh he couldn't get out of there fast enough (laughs) came in (laughs) and uh the day i went back in he literally uh, that's the only time he's ever dog cussed me on the phone but uh, it's like what are you doing i told you anyway he still scratches his head over that but anyway he he so he is out of the military but and he just graduated from chiropractor school so if for no other reason i'll always keep him around for that and so he's really good but he and i run the podcast and so we we're covering everything from just you know everything from ambush uh low light stuff it it seems like there's a lot of stuff in the shooting community that is gear heavy which is fine right but it's gear heavy. So we didn't want to just do another gear review podcast where we're talking about gear, although that does seem like a really popular topic. I mean, we get a lot of most of the questions we get tend to be about gear. So, but we're trying to kind of bring more about the tactics. So taking tactics from a military perspective and show civilians how this stuff applies to you too. And this is stuff you need to learn also. It's just going to look different. It's going to look different when you're running a squad or a platoon than when you're out at the mall with your with your family. But the principles apply. So you need to learn that stuff. So that's kind of what our podcast is about. Uh, season one, we started it. I think it, we started it in 2020, but we only did one season because and that was kind of during the lockdown is when I started it. And we had a really good first season. We did nine episodes and then we took a hiatus because I was starting to do, I went back to active duty and I had a bunch of schools. I went to air assault school and went to a couple other like weapon, just army stuff, but there's about three or four schools I went to and just trying to get ready for those and, and coming and going and still running gigs on the side. It just got too much. So we took like a, a long hiatus. I'm embarrassed to say, I mean, it was, it was well over a year, well over a year, but we did launch, we just launched season two and I kind of got smart and did what I should have done is uh, pre-record. So I got about four or five episodes ahead. So now it's, it's not as much pressure to try to crank one out. Definitely. So, so I think the last one I need to answer is you asked why. So that we wanted to, like I said, to bring kind of that more tactical aspects, true tactical aspect, actual tactics you know you're you get a lot of classes out there that are called like tactical pistol or tactical rifle and i mean i know why we all call it that but that's kind of a word that's been used and abused i mean most of those courses are going to be marksmanship courses they're not really tactical courses Uh, they're teaching you techniques shooting techniques which are very important very critical 
but there's not a lot of stuff talking about the actual tactical application of that stuff and what that means. And so we wanted to kind of get that out there uh, because I thought that was a topic that was being underserved. And then we tried to use it as a way to just kind of expand our footprint so that we'd find, I'm not a big YouTube guy. I'm not really good at making videos. That's something I probably need to to address. And so I thought maybe the podcast would be a little bit more conducive just with my personality type. And it's just easier for me to sit and talk than to try to script and do video. But maybe I'll get to it. And you could you could take your podcast and put it onto YouTube on the podcast tab, and it'll do itself for you there. That way, people search your podcast up on YouTube. That's and then yeah. Also, link back to your business. Yeah, that's uh that's the next step we're gonna do that get that done here in the next week or two. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I I've been on YouTube for I guess two years now, and I didn't know it had a podcast tab until like three weeks ago. So yeah. <laughs> has, has has it been helpful to you? Have you found that it was a good it, move for you to do that? Yes, hundred uh, percent. That good move. It was uh, one of my guests told me I need to get on YouTube, and I took his advice, and bam, it just it skyrocketed. For me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Good to know. Good to know. And I believe for especially for what you're doing, it'd be perfect for you and your business partner to to show your faces on there and mm-hmm. at least tell them what, where you'll be this week and who you're training and, and some of the new t- uh, tips, tips, tricks, and uh, yeah. tactics that yeah. you guys are going through. So I think it'd be perfect for you guys. Oh, cool. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Done. So that's easy. There you go. <laughs> so, Mark, how does someone get in contact with you? Well, there's a few different ways. I mean, our, uh, the best way is you could just email me, man. Um, you, so, or you can go to our website. You can hit the contact uh, tab. So, the website is www.baritusdefense.com. So, it's B A R R I T U S defense.com. And then uh, the email would just be info at baritusdefense.com. And then we're on Facebook under uh, <coughs> Baritus. And same thing on Instagram is at the Baritus. So it'll be there. Awesome. And uh, two uh, quick, uh, I guess, trivia questions for you. What's three books you think every person should read and uh, follow that three movies? Oh, man. Well, I, I do, man, I read a lot. Um, I read a lot. And so in the pre-show you gave me two books already. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So man, I, so there's, I, I guess it's hard. It, it depends on like what the, what the topic is. So if it's like for your protection, like if it's about like self-defense or, or that kind of in, in that frame, I definitely read the gift of fear by Gavin De Becker. So I think that the most powerful weapon you have is the one between your ears is, is that that computer between your ears, your brain, that is the most important asset you have, uh, bar none. And what he, he goes through and, um, really even opened to my eyes. So Gavin DeBecker, uh, I don't know a whole lot about him, but he's written a few books. They're all stellar. He runs an executive protection company out of California and they, you know, a lot of Hollywood celebs, a lot of uh, politicians and stuff like that. I don't agree with all of his social stance, you know, positions that he takes in, in regards to his politics or even some of his uh, views on the Second Amendment. Amendment, But, you know, just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean he doesn't still have other good stuff to put out. So he really, that book, Gift of Fear, I recommend that to everybody really on how, how to dial in your situational awareness and stuff. It's a great book. Um, 
on a more inspires, inspiring type of book. So I, I love classics like ancient literature and things like that. So I will geek out on the Iliad, Beowulf, uh, the Eddas, which is kind of the Norse uh, mytho mythological milieu. I go crazy on that stuff, man. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. So I would, I recommend that if you're really looking to kind of develop a, that warrior mindset and that warrior spirit, I, I really think the ancestors, you know, they, that's how they did it. They had these heroes and these, these, these sagas and things, man, they, you know, if you know anything about like Jungian psychology and everything, they tie into all these archetypes that our brains just inherently connect to so the language i will grant you like if you read something like beowulf so we'll start with that one yes the language is a little hard at first to understand it's written in a rhyme not rhyme but in a meter that we're just not our modern eyes and ears just really aren't used to but once you get past it's like watching a movie with subtitles it might be annoying at first but once you kind of get used to it you forget about it and man there's a lot of rich history things that are talking about honor things that are talking about valor and courage, you know, these kind of virtues that I think have kind of disappeared in the modern era, or at least they've been, um, there's a, there's a, a drive to emasculate those types of virtues, tell us that we don't need them. And I think that a lot of the modern takes on it, I think are, they're diluted, man. And so I would say, just go back to the earlier source. You know what I mean? Like, I think, where, where it's most potent. And I think that's the ancient sources. So I'd, I'd, I'd read that. I think technically Beowulf's a poem, but to me it's a book. So I, it's, it's in a book form. So uh, that's a good one. Uh, as far as a third one, I'll give you one on, um, on I'll do one on guns, right? So I think a great, awesome book that was put together on shooting I just finished reading, I think it's called Practical Shooting by Brian Enos, who was, uh, I think he's a retired competitive shooter. He's not someone who's as famous as he should be, I think. But that guy, uh, that book was uh, very pivotal to me. Incredible how he, he doesn't have shooting drills in there or at least, uh, that I recall, but he's just kind of, it's really more mental focused than telling you, what your brain should be perceiving or your mind as you're shooting. And once you can start to become aware of that, man, it'll, it'll make you, you'll, you'll, you'll go farther faster, man. It's such a short, short amount of time really is about the data that your eye is picking up and your awareness to, to perceive what's going on without thinking about it and just to be able to observe and make and act on it. And that also will feed into situational awareness. It's really interesting how once you start reading this kind of stuff, you really see how uh, once you kind of look at it cerebr cerebrally and see how your brain's connected to things, you can see how it's it's very intertwined. You know, situational awareness, even with shooting, it really has to do with observing data and making decisions. And so once you find that connection, it's it's pretty interesting. Awesome, and uh, hopefully I didn't geek out shows. too much. <laughs> Tell me I didn't geek out too <laughs> much on that. You did good right there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Man, as far as movies, uh, again, oh, shoot. You know, I, I would want. Man, this is going to be kind of nerdy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go crazy on this one. So, 1980 genre. 
I'm going to tell you Conan the Barbarian, man. I'm, I'm that that is such an underappreciated movie. And let me just tell you real quick why. So, yes, it is Arnold when he first came to America. Yes, he could barely speak English, so he didn't have a lot of lines. And so people think it's just like this big meathead type of uh, action movie. And on one sense, you really could watch it on that way. But, man, if you have ever read any kind of Nietzsche or that kind of stuff, bro, that is a textbook like Nietzsche's uh, Uberman. You know, if you know anything about that, that is just the quintessential, like, this dude who, if you just look from the story, I mean, it really is the hero's journey. This guy has been, all right, his village has been raided. His parents have been killed. He's been sold into slavery. He's been basically a, raised like a work mule you know, like a, he's been worked like a rented mule his whole life until, you know, he's set he's set free. But during this time, man, this guy is just channeling the the hatred and the thirst for revenge is being channel, channeled in a sense to developing himself. And then he goes on this epic quest to really find the dude who killed his uh, his parents. And you see him, you know, he meets his comrades along the re- of the way, but it's really about the hero's journey and then coming in and overcoming everything and overcoming all adversity. And like, there is no excuse. Oh, your parents are dead. Okay. You were, you were, uh, you know, enslaved, no excuse. You know, it's like, it's the, all of the onus on your success and your ability to thrive or to make any anything of yourself really sets on your shoulders. I think that's what that movie tells me about it. And that there's just simply no excuses. Yes, there are bad things that happen to you. There are things that, that occur that are outside of your control and that are not fair. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there's only one person that can change that. And you can't look to somebody else. You have to find it within yourself. So that's one. Uh, I'll make it the other one. Just uh, Last of the Mohicans, the one with Daniel Day-Lewis. Love it. It's awesome, beautiful, uh, great part of American history. And then, um, man, if you just want a mindless, uh, man, dumb and dumber, man. I, there you I go. don't know. I just, it's that's about mindless, as mindless as they come right it's, there. Yeah, if you just want to go from something that's not too heavy to just mindless, something stupid that'll make you laugh. I mean, how can you top that? That literally is is a classic. So, and if you can't laugh at that, you you have problems inside. Yeah, you do. You really do. Mark, thank you. Thanks for sharing <laughs> your choices. It was an amazing. All I mean, the three books we got them written down. We'll put them in the notes. Uh, three movies. Uh, three different. Uh, completely different types of movies. So awesome, awesome picks on those. Yeah. And Arnold. Arnold still doesn't get a lot of lines in his movies now, but that's probably a good thing. But <laughs> he's still he's still pumping them out. So he really is. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Yeah. So thanks again for being patient and uh, letting us uh, finally get together after about a year of getting this thing uh, going. Yeah, likewise, man. Rich, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. We'll have to have you on to the Pro Snap. Awesome. Just send me the link and I'll, I'll get on your calendar. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com it's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear as always, be humble stay hungry and keep hustling because we are 